Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast where you'll find insight analysis and the story behind the numbers. Welcome to the State of the Economy podcast. The startup ecosystem in the country is facing several challenges. The ecosystem is growing but no it is uh, faced with several challenges and one of the key challenges is access to funding. In her recent interim budget Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman has announced certain schemes that could directly benefit startups and the startup ecosystem. Today we have with us two experts with deep understanding about the startup ecosystem and taxation. Srikanth Velamakanni is the founder and group CEO of Fractal which is into analytics and AI and Shruti is a senior partner with Indusla. She is an expert on taxation. Welcome to the podcast Srikanth Shruti. Thank you. Thank you. Uh Srikanth, you are working with uh, the startup ecosystem for over 15 years or even 20 years and you yourself uh, is a successful startup. What are the two three major challenges that the startup ecosystem uh, is facing? See in general Kurnanath uh, it's startups are risky ventures right and in general companies start have a very high chance of failure here are the stats one in two startups fails within two years first two years and 98% of all startups close by the by 10 years so they're always bat- battling an existential battle of proving themselves making sure that they're building something that's really useful to a customer making sure they're able to make money from it making sure that they're able to pay people on time they're able to raise finances and eventually drive success and growth so the battles of startups are always existential uh, and the the biggest battles really are about being able to attract talent build a product that customers really want making sure that you have enough money and you're able to manage the cash flows to stay uh, solvent and stay uh, liquid and to stay in business and to fight the battle for survival and eventually i think every startup will want to conquer the existential battles and then start growing Uh, but really the battles are all survival battles in the first few years of any startup see in the last 1 uh, 2 years uh, the startup ecosystem is uh, facing not just in india globally it's facing funding winter and no it is uh, only deepening uh, over the last year so the announcement uh, that uh, the finance minister uh, that uh, the government is uh, going to launch uh, a corpus of 1 lakh crore particularly to promote uh, research and innovation it looks very promising and interesting how actually you know it's going to help the startup ecosystem in general and startups in particular firstly i think the funding winter there is definitely investments there are you know there are cycles of investments and uh, going up and then going down the good news is that there is a lot of capital that is available to be deployed across the world across all the private equity venture capital and other uh, kinds of firms that invest there is a lot of money waiting to be deployed but there is also fear and uncertainty therefore sometimes the flows go up and down i think the in the short to medium term the good news is that there is a lot of capital ready to be deployed across the world including india so i think we should be we should we should certainly look at that and feel good about the fact that india will i think capital problems will are not going to be there for the long term the other thing that's happening is because of all the latest developments in the world of tech and ai the amount of money required to build a deep tech startup actually is coming down not going up 
because some of the access to GPT-4 and other kinds of technologies has actually reduced the need for how many people are required to build a startup. Even a one-person startup is a complete possibility today. And one person can sit in their dorm room and build a whole startup in, in a few weeks' time. That's possible. So the amount of capital required to build a startup is, is coming down. So these are some good news as far as where things are going. Now, coming to the Indian budget and uh, the promise of investing 1 lakh crores or 1 trillion rupees, which is roughly $12.3 billion into these startups and helping them take very long-term loans. The policy as, it's not a policy, it's really a statement at this point of time. The intent is that we will put something like $12.3 billion to work and we will give 50-year loans that are interest-free to these startups uh, for investing in R&D and, and, uh, and doing some deep, deep, interesting, innovative stuff. Now, this is very interesting because I think such kinds of funds will help companies in taking more risks and dreaming bigger. If you think of what is wrong with Indian startups or what where can Indian startups get better, I think we have to invest in even more cutting-edge ideas, invest even more in research. So in some ways, if this kind of investment supports research, it will be great. I'll also say that most startups can't wait for this kind of funding to be deployed and disbursed. And sometimes it takes weeks, months, years to actually get the grants or access to that funds that are actually been promised. As a startup, you're always battling the test of time. Can you really survive before you can raise money? And sometimes when these delays happen, they may not be able to pay salaries. They may not be able to wait for such things to happen. So we have whatever policy, when this announcement is made into a policy and it's dispersed, I think one has to make sure that the amount of paperwork required and the amount of time required is minimal so that it really helps startups in depending on this source of funding to make the investments in R&D. Uh, Shruti, the budget uh, has uh, another interesting proposal for startups. You know, uh, she has proposed that uh, the deadline for you know, three-year tax holiday for incorporation window has been extended by one more year. How this is going to help startups, uh, Shruti? Um, so the, uh, the starting point for a startup to obtain the benefit under Section 80 IAC, which is a profit-linked uh, exemption from taxation that is provided to new startups, is that the company should have been incorporated before 1st of April 2024. So now what happens is a company which is incorporated up to 31st of March 2025 will also be eligible for this benefit under ATIAC. So the essential effect of this extension is that new startups which are going to set up business start operations or incorporate rather in the next one year will also be eligible to obtain this benefit. But one point I would like to just highlight here is that this is not the only requirement that a startup has in order to be eligible for the uh, profit exemption from taxation under ATIAC. There is also a very important requirement that the startup obtain a registration from the interministerial board of the Department for Promotion of Industry and Internal Trade. Now, okay. this is where all the startups, uh, you know, need to consider how eligible will they be to obtain the benefit? Because 
the criteria based on which that DPIIT and the IMB identify eligible startups to be eligible for the tax exemption is rather mm-hmm. you know it's very strict and there are certain conditions which need to be satisfied so the reality yeah. of the situation perhaps is that very few startups do indeed get the benefit of this ATIAC to go by public documents we believe that it might be as low as less than 2% of all the startups in the country who are eligible to obtain the benefit of the profit linked uh, exemption from taxation so okay. this is one aspect which also needs to be borne in mind a mere extension perhaps may not okay. really spell a lot of benefit for a startup but okay. the requirement of the imb registration also needs to be obtained to get the benefit of the st- tax exemption okay so uh, the original scheme says uh, in the first 10 years of their incorporation uh, they can start uh, availing of uh, this uh, particular uh, benefit uh, does it mean uh, they are going to uh, have one more year 3 plus 1 can you please uh, explain that no that is not how it will be basically okay. the requirement the definition of an eligible startup means mm. among mm. other things a company mm. which is incorporated on or after 1st of april 2016 but before 1st of april 2024 okay? okay so the incorporation condition alone has been extended for one more year which means that mm. an eligible startup will now mm. include a company a new incorporated company up to okay. 1st of april 2025 okay Got you. Know, if I could add to that, so first of all, I think it's a ten-year window. So if if a company has been started after 2016 and up to 2025, in the first ten years, at any point of time when they start making profits, for three years in a row, they can deduct 100% of profits and not pay taxes for it. That is the scheme, and it's it's a well-intentioned scheme. Fully appreciate that. I think the key issue is most startups don't make money, or they find it, the first few years. I mean. are are actually a struggle in order to establish their relevance establish the product market fit you know make revenues and you know right. then at some point of time start making profits so it does not change the survival mechanics of a of a startup it only will help when the startup makes starts to make decent profits it can say hey look i don't have to pay taxes i get exemption i think what we have to also do is to see how to help these startups first of all get to profitability right and what can we help them in the first few years and the reason shruti's point is so valid is because only 2% of the companies will reach that stage where they can they're eligible and they're making profits and then the taxation benefit starts to apply so taxation benefits usually are something that bigger companies enjoy more than the smaller startups right because they're not yet making money absolutely okay. shrikant you're absolutely right so it is indeed questionable whether all the startups will make profits to be even eligible for this uh, profit uh, sorry the tax deduction and also in addition to that how many of the startups will indeed qualify for the eligibility because it's very very stringent as to what companies or what kind of businesses whether it is wealth generating whether there will be immense value add whether it is innovative all of these conditions are closely examined by the imb before they even give the benefit of this tax exemption so there in both those scenarios 
we really need to examine how many startups really benefit from this uh, tax exemption that has been proposed under the income tax act okay thanks uh, shruti srikant coming back to the budget uh, there is a another important uh, news from you know announcement from uh, the finance minister uh, she says they are going to announce a scheme to promote uh, deep tech startups in the defense sector uh i know that you are uh, involved uh, very much in uh, the deep tech sector can you tell me how actually this can uh, help uh, the startups in this space yeah again uh, we have to await uh, the actual scheme the general intent is about helping deep tech startups in the areas of defense i think it's a super important topic because especially in area like defense countries are have various policies about export and import of these kinds of technologies so i'm on the board of uh, idea forge uh, which is uh, india's largest uh, unmanned aerial vehicle operator uh, drone manufacturer and uh, and you can see that a company like that will have you know a lot of their clients actually come from the government sector and there are mm-hmm. several restrictions on import and export of drones etc therefore mm-hmm. encouraging companies like these so indigenous technology is actually super important in such a such an industry so in these yes. industries if the government comes up with a scheme that promotes uh, development of these kinds of companies where the, the beneficiary actually is the government because defense largely indian defense will be the client for that i think it's it's very important i, I would say that the scheme could take shape of uh, in the shape of co-investing in defense com- in in company startups for example you would see the famous example of palantir uh, which is a american ai company it was actually born in 2002 3 after the 911 attacks when cia funded uh, this entity and it was okay. called incutel cia's investment agency is called incutel and they invested in palantir and now palantir has become a huge company right 2 3 billion dollars in revenue 35 40 billion dollars in market cap and it is because of the investments by the government or government funded agency into palantir so what can india do in terms of co-investments in defense companies india india's indian startups in the areas of defense or even be willing to provide use cases and or say that okay i have this much money which i will use for various use cases and and this will be restricted to indian startups which are let's say less than 100 crores and less than 5 years old that would also help in promoting indian uh, startups in the areas of defense okay you actually you have uh, partly answered my uh, question do we actually have uh, enough uh, bandwidth in the space which can actually really tap this opportunity drones of course we have we made some beginning uh, are there any other segments that we can uh, immediately tap oh yes absolutely the, i think india uh, is a very big uh, purchaser of defense equipment around the world i think we are probably one of the largest i think in the top 5 for sure for many countries like france and others we are the largest buyer of their defense equipment and so on so india has the demand and, and the money to buy this equipment we don't have the supply of startups and really good ideas uh, so if we have a if we there's a way in which you can promote this i think it will it will it should really take off and it's a very strategically important area for india for example cyber security super important area we women need indian startups that are doing cutting edge work in cyber security it could be in the world of ai so much of ai is required for various kinds of defense purposes which we'll see in, in the ne- next few years it could be drone technologies it could be other defense equipment i think it's a it's a strategically important area for india so any scheme that actually promotes more startups to come and take the risk 
so it will be i think it will really do a world of good yeah the 1 lakh crore corpus looks so ambitious perhaps the government will start off with you know rolling out in a certain you know phase like a five year 10 year phase but if government has to focus on certain few things to start with in the first phase uh what are your suggestions where actually government can deploy this uh, 1 lakh crore so 1 lakh crore is roughly 12.3 billion dollars we just discussed in so look at the challenge india currently spends indian mm-hmm. private sector spends only 0.3% of revenue on r&d and all okay. across india government and private included 0.6% or 0.7% of revenue on 7% of gdp on r&d which means that we are one fifth or one fourth of the world average us okay. averages at 3% of gdp on r&d china averages 3% and other countries are maybe even higher countries like israel etc so smaller countries may have higher percentage in r&d so this kind of a 12 billion dollar corpus will help in promoting r&d expenditure across private and government uh, government sectors so i think any such very strategic areas for india for the next 5 to 10 years it could be ai it could be quantum computing where india already has announced a certain scheme of 7000 crore quantum mission so ai quantum computing uh, defense tech drone tech uh, these are the kinds of areas where i would think it should go initially even building india's foundational models in in case of the uh, gpd4 like models for india these kinds of investment will be helpful even the quant- even the computation infrastructure of gpu infrastructure for india this will the foundational elements uh, investments will make a big difference in creating the startup that will actually use this investments to build big companies okay thanks uh, very much shrikant and shruti your insights actually you know uh, they shed light on uh, the government's uh, proposals hope uh, they take shape soon with the uh, the discussions with uh, industry bodies and the uh, startup uh, agencies uh, hope these uh, will take some shape and you know, help uh, the startup ecosystem thanks very much uh, for joining the podcast thank you thank you kobana